the SLE Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at slepodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Welcome to episode 252 of the S&D Podcast Show. Steven, Danny, and Vin are here. What is up, boys? Not much. How's it going? I hope everybody's doing good this week. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, my it's uh, I'm on vacation this week, so I'm I'm trying to his, see. I'm starting vacation. yearly, weekly birthday vacation. Yeah, I take my birthday week off. Also, going forward, it's my nephew's today. My nephew's birthday. Shout out, Noah! Happy birthday on the twenty second. So, yeah, um, so technically stopped... yesterday when you listen. Right, you technically the twenty second. Yeah, so. <laughs> eventually that will be a thing that I'll have to take off for too, but this year it was a virtual party, which was fun. Good times. Yeah. Um, so yeah. If we're doing birthday shout outs, we have you this week, the 26th. Noah's mm-hmm. one and Ariel will be four on the 23rd. 23rd. So, tom- so, so when tom- you're listening to this, it'll be Ariel. June is, June is such a busy month. This, <laughs> yeah, it's just Rosen and those yeah. three. <laughs> And Nicole, and Nicole. Oh, that's right, Nicole. I, I knew that. Oh, happy father, belated Father's Day to all the fathers. Thank well, you. Thank you for the yeah, posts. Yeah. And Thanks also Vin's dad for being the only dad that we know that actually listens to us. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Pops. Thank, um, you. thank you. for. Yeah. Um, so we got a jam pack show this week. Um, we were trying to figure out a bunch of new things to do considering we're going to have to try and figure out things to do with the fact that it looks like they'll never be sports again. We honestly, boys, we might have to start watching soccer. I'm not kidding. Korean baseball. I watched a few minutes of the um, German league a couple weeks ago. You're about to say like the World Cup game. European (laughs) soccer, European soccer is just a different breed of soccer that we're accustomed to. So it's like, yeah, it's still boring, but you have a little bit more scoring chances, and you're like, "What? They scored six goals, kind of thing." You're like, "All right, I, I could, I could live with this kind of thing." I I watch. Don't hold me to um, it. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the highlights of the Chelsea game yesterday. Right. I, that's about that's about as far as I've gotten. Yeah. I don't know. I like to see. I like I like soccer highlights more than I like watching a full soccer game. I hear you. I'm with you. No, no arguing out of that. Well, that's because they play soccer here at 4 a.m., so the highlights are a lot better. Well, if you no, get, like, the, the really good like 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah, Premier League is I always wondered if it was actually, like, live or we just never... Yeah, it I think it's, for the most part, it's live. Are they back? I think they're back, right? The Premier like League's five. back? Yeah, they started, just started this, week. this week. Yeah. Okay. I think England is five hours ahead of us. Yeah. Five or Italy, six. Italy was six when I went last year. So I think England is five. So that means they're playing the game at like three o'clock their time, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that definitely does make sense. I don't know. Just other than World Cup stuff. 
Yeah, I'm not like I don't get into it, but like I have some family in England. They're like they're uh, Everton fans, and I mean soccer's just an interesting sport. It's one of the things that I've always wanted to get into, but I just like I don't understand it enough. Like I don't know why they don't just shoot more. That's just a dumb brain thing. So yeah, I don't know. No, I don't. I have no idea. But again, it looks like here we're never getting actual sports. Well, NASCAR. Maybe NASCAR. Yeah, well, they they got more important things than coming back. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, now that, that uh, uh, thing that, with Bubba Wallace was crazy. I was, like, half asleep when I was reading it, like, the the alert about it. And I'm just like, what is happening? And then, like, it took me, like, two hours, and I was, like, reading something else online. I'm like, oh, Wow. This is a lot worse than when I was half asleep reading this was. Yeah. I mean, for anybody who missed it, they found a... He, was it in the, like, the garage? Yeah, yeah, it was in his garage. garage where their car is. Like, I yeah, guess, they, like... So it's, like, definitely nuke. 100% an inside job of some sort. To be you would honest. think. I don't know how many people they allow into a garage. Um, There's got to be some but, sort of rules right now of what's going on with it. I mean, for sure, yeah. So like, well, people may have big somebody... fuss also about them taking the Confederate flag away from the from the sport. So, but it has to, like we said, it has to be somebody involved, unless somebody faked being involved with like a team. That's the only you know thing, unless it was somebody else, somebody's pit crew, somebody's team. That just decides to go put a noose in his garage, which is insane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's just despicable. I mean, yeah. it was about time they got rid of the Confederate flag. To be completely honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that whole that whole yeah. Don't get me started. Did you hear the other thing people are complaining about when they kiss I mean, the bricks? People thought it's like a Muslim thing. No, I there's not. like which it? race is it? Was it huh? Indian? Was it Indianapolis? I think it is where they have the yeah, bricks. Yeah, it's the Indy 500. Right, and then they kiss yeah. the bricks after the after the race. And I think and I think um, Formula One has the same thing with the race. Also, I think that's their big race. Also, if I recall. Okay. And people thought that it was actually more of like a a Muslim thing that people would like get on their knees and they weren't actually kissing the bricks. The bricks they were actually praying. Okay. Yeah. People need lives. I did see a thing. Oh, I mean, Andy Martino, MLB announces it's proceeding with the season. But I know, Ben. I know. But they're not. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't proceed with the season ago, without he, anything. He just tweeted that out a minute ago. Well, let's. I mean, let's get in. You want to get into that, or you want right, we'll, to? We'll get let's to that start, later. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to that later. I'm sorry, I was just scrolling no, Twitter and that. Also, oh. fuck, fuck Andy Martino. Just, mm-hmm. just your weekly reminder. Go fuck yourself, Andy. Martino. Oh, and Heyman just tweeted it nine seconds ago. So double whammy of awfulness. So the guy who told us that there's baseball because they were hanging out <laughs> is now tweeting <laughs> there's still going to be baseball. Okay, oh, got it. All right. Bob Nightingale also. All right, so all the big baseball jer- j- big Jays are starting to tweet it out. So, 
the we had five people in the Phillies camp tested positive for the virus, correct? Mm-hmm. They said something like And then that. it was like a bunch of people at the University of Houston. They're like I don't University know what of Texas. Camp they had. Texas. Yeah. Was it Texas? It was the University yeah. of Texas was the first team they had they had like a mini what they would normally do as a spring practice. They found, they got together to do like a walkthrough mini camp. Okay. It was open for four days. And then also there was a hockey a hockey camp got shut down too. I don't know Tampa. which one it was. Tampa. It was Tampa, yeah, right? Tam- Tampa. Tampa and home. then Austin Matthews also. Because oh yeah, in Austin Matthews because I saw and um and Zeke had it from the Cowboys too. Oh right. Also Prescott signed um, his franchise tag. Yeah. Zach, Zach signed his press his um. He just wants his thirty one million. Which, so when they don't play this year, he gets thirty one million dollars. Right. <laughs> which he intends to to. Play, I guess play under. I don't know. Um, somebody, I think it was Elliot Friedman, tweeted today that like starting next week or this week, the NFL, the NHL Correct. plans to start phase two. Mm-hmm. And Stamkos quoted it and was like, "Ah, with like the the <laughs> questioning face with the hand over hand over face emoji." So like, I don't know about that. Obviously, Tampa's having it's- some issues. Same close as a quiet guy. Well, the Islanders posted this morning there was a bunch of guys on the ice today. The Islanders had a bunch of guys at camp today. But the the problem with that is it's so much different from just doing practice drills and shooting and being, like, distanced with that. But in an actual game, it's going to be really interesting with everybody sweating on each other. With the the NHL, they have to go full cage. That's the only way it's gonna work. You have to go full yeah. full face facial shield. At least for, at least ha- just call the players and be like, "Hey guys, just for this season, just to make sure this happens, let's just agree to use face shields." Mm-hmm. We know you guys hate them. We know you guys hate the visor rule, but they all do it anyway. Goes to safety, but hey, listen, college hockey face guard uh, face shield rules for the for the playoff, and we'll reevaluate so- it come September to see what we got to do for next year. What I found, I listened to uh, the Thirty One Thoughts podcast, which is Elliot Friedman I just mentioned, and his co-host Jeff Merrick. Um, they had a guy on. Uh, so I don't forgot what his exact title is, but he's been kind of um, helping these league, the leagues. I think he worked for the NFL, and he's been helping the leagues kind of with their plans. And his the point he made, which I agree with, they were talking about like changes that might have to be made to sports. Like one of the cra- the ones they threw out, which is crazy, but it's an extreme example. Like you can't, we have to take, we have to not allow people to steal in baseball because a first baseman standing next to a runner leading is too close. And it's like, okay, that's an extreme example, but like what, what kind of things like that would have to be done. And his whole point was you don't have to change the sport. The, the, the entire key is keeping whatever bubble they're in as closed as possible. So if families want to come, they have to be quarantined for a week before, tested like three times before they come. All the guys have to be tested daily. Any housekeepers have to continue to be tested daily. Like, it's less about what we do on the ice. So if they don't need to have the face shields, I think they already said they're going to, but I don't even know if it's a necessity if you can keep that circle as closed as possible. And- 
with baseball now, it's scary with baseball because Florida's reheating up with um, COVID cases, and now <laughs> Orlando is a hotbed. So it's right. going to be interesting to see with that. I know, I know they're going to be cooped up in Disney. There's far worse places to be cooped up at, but um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting and. Um, want to get into the the giants letter now or you, we can talk about that a little earlier for another evidence um so today um myself and steve's dad because we're season ticket holders sick brag but um all the season ticket holders like i've been mentioning the last couple of months um they, the giants have actually been very proactive letting I mean, letting us know they would be giving us like letters every uh every couple weeks to a couple months to keep us in the loop of things so uh today um i know the patriots did it because i saw an alert that they did it during the weekend um i don't know who else but so far i know the giants and the pats are doing it um so the basically you're gonna have a choice um you're either gonna be able to pay for your tickets this season in full no problems uh or this year, you can bypass having your season tickets, but you can keep your uh, PSL for 2021, and, and there's no consequence of losing your PSL money and your seats for uh, future Giant games. So it's it's been a big debate with me and my wife uh, today. I don't know if you had your conversation yet with your dad. I know your dad makes the rules, so whatever he says goes nine out of ten times, so we don't need spiel but i'm not sorry <laughs> exactly so i don't know if you guys had the talk yet but um we're we're gonna we're probably gonna see what happens and uh there's probably a good chance that i'm probably gonna bypass them with my uh with my uh health risks but i'm gonna try to see maybe we buy them and then if there's no season i could see if they have a refund set in place for uh 2021 and i don't have to worry about that so it's going to be interesting to see, and I and I've been noticing the last couple of months because the the Giants this year, like I mentioned, the Giants were they added two more payments uh, months payment months for the payment plan, and then they just bumped it from November to December. So that's 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 all you have to say with that, because like we were mentioning before, we there's probably going to be no fans if. If there's a couple fans, it's going to be interesting to see what exactly, how they're going to raffle off people going inside the stadiums and like, right. what they're going to do with that. So, I, having fans seems like a lofty goal. Again, the same guy I listened to the other day, he went so far as to say having fans in the building, regardless of amount, what is is irresponsible he used until we have a vaccine that seems like strict and that seems harsh i don't know obviously i'm not i'm you know we don't have medical degrees so i have no idea if it's the right thing or not but i think in the year of 2020 having fans is not something that's going to happen i don't even know if football is going to be able to have a season because there's so many more people that we have to deal with for a football team. Like the amount of people you have to deal with for a hockey for a hockey game, like one game is just one football team. Mm-hmm. So like 
with all the coaches, you can't like socially distance people on a sideline when there's 60 people on the sideline. Correct. So I, I don't. And don't forget, like more than 90 during training camp. So right, like having a training camp of that many people with coaches and officials, and it's just, it seems not, not, not possible at the moment. But so. That- Football is the only sport that they don't have their sport like like their sport being compromised at the moment. So they're they're being they're able to like see what the other leagues are doing and place it into their scenario and other things because a couple of the other a lot of the facilities are supposed to be open. So right, the uh, NFL has see, that leeway of yeah, that NFL watch and learn. To, yeah, so but. You're 100% right. It's going to be interesting if they're if they're correct with the second wave. It's supposed to be coming around uh, around like the peak of football season, in the middle of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how do they prevent it from spreading like wildfire in NFL locker rooms and and the th- whereabouts of the NFL situation like that. Because the NFL is that. NFL is what baseball used to be, and like if football comes back, then everybody's like, "All right, the world's America's in a good place," kind of thing. Like you feel more confident with that. I don't know. I think more Americans gravitate towards football than any other sport. So I think they're gonna try everything in their power to get football back. Like just like what they did with free agency and the draft and everything like that. They they went full steam ahead of having something. So, right. What I also I find interesting in that I don't I haven't heard any leagues come out with a plan for it because I don't think you can. Like, how many positive tests is too many to like shut things down? Because I don't think it's realistic to think that. That's if, a good if, question. If, like, that, that's the million dollar question right now. That's right. The billion if, dollar, if, that's the billion dollar well, question. If, if LeBron gets coronavirus... Oh, the league's over. The NBA's <laughs> the gone. League's over. I know. Okay, that was a bad example. It, but if, like... and here, But here's the thing with the NBA, right? These guys are going to be wearing these ring things, right? Now, if they're, they're going to be running up and down a court, of course their temperatures are going to skyrocket. What are you going to... Yeah, okay, know. okay, you five, your temperature is at 102 because you've been playing for 10 minutes. You guys have to sit now. I don't know. But you, like, you have to do a lineup if, rotation. If Braden Holtby, I don't know why Braden Holtby just popped in my head, but if if a hockey, you know, a defenseman, he's a goalie, obviously, whatever, a hockey defenseman gets coronavirus, you're not going to shut the whole league down. But, like, if you get to a point where, like, three guys on his team and two guys he played against are, is that enough to shut things down? Like, I feel like there's so much... Gray, gray area here that it's we're just we're gonna start we're gonna get two weeks of it and it's gonna get shut down again but like i don't think it's also gonna get better because unless there is a, a you know a vaccine it's gonna be like this until then mm-hmm. right so the, you you can't be sure until then so you might as well start now and give it a shot i guess Unless you're Florida, where you're just making, you're just breaking records for new cases every day. Well, that's Florida for you. Would it be yeah. the state of Florida if you weren't breaking records? 
Listen, it's going to be also, more exciting when the Islanders have like six guys that have it, but they're all day to day with upper body injuries. Right, that's the best. <laughs> um, yeah. It also, yeah. I was thinking about, but they're not wrong. Make fun of, I know. Think about we it. It's an upper respiratory infection. Florida is. That's true. We make fun of how dumb Florida is, but they like basically decide every presidential election. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Again, yeah. we like you said, we realize how we make fun of how dumb they are. Right, but it's like whoever wins Florida usually wins the election. So it's like it's very strange. Yeah. Anyway, I don't it's want to the get political. Swing state. Yeah. We're, we're, so, not yeah, gonna, we're not going to go into politics on the show, ladies and gentlemen. That's we may turn no. into a political show but if there's no sports come October. We but, might you know. have to. No, I'll, I'll become a, a, a German Premier League, whatever they call that <laughs> thing, before I become become a political show. That's it. We're having Karen oh, on you know on what? a weekly basis. We're gonna become we're gonna become a marble racing show. That's what we're gonna become. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of cornhole. cornhole. Yeah. Cornhole? Cornhole. I think mar- marble racing is more exciting. I don't know, Vin. Have you watched the cornhole championship? Have you watched marble racing? Yes, but that's not on as often as cornhole championship. I mean, okay. So we'll do a little <laughs> bit of both. We, we, you can't just talk about one sport. So we'll do marble racing, cornhole, and darts. That's what we'll do. And darts. There you go. And bowling. Because that's my I'm an expert about bowling. We could do that all day. Look at that wonderful curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did you you said it like a golf like a golf announcer trying to be quiet? Because <laughs> don't they have to be quiet in their bowling too? Like you don't want to talk while the guy's yeah, going. Actually, yeah, it's very much like a golf announcing <laughs> where they're very quiet, and then once the ball goes, everybody screams. It's the same thing in golf. Very strange. Quiet. Yeah, you it's got- very simple. Now in bowling, do they have the guy with the white sign that says "quiet"? Like, <laughs> yeah. They, well, it's not, I don't know if it's a sign, but it's like behind where they're sitting. There's a guy like putting up his hand that you can't say anything. And then if you say something too early, the guy can just stop and like they'll throw you out. <laughs> it's crazy. It, the bowling people are out of their mind. You I mean, would think since they're in, you would think crazy. you would think that they're indoors so they can do like the comedy, like the. The uh, late night shows have the applause thing that pops up on top. Right. Applause. You would think. <laughs> Just put that on the ceiling at every bowling. I don't know. There's not. See, the bowling fans. Uh, I mean, forgot really... to mention that the WWE had to shut down too because of COVID. Well, they didn't shut down. They just up. stopped having people there for an hour. Oh, well, all right. That's the WWE. Wait, what did they do? Because I completely missed this. Couple people. Uh, Found out to be positive, so they canceled the tapings for the couple of days. Oh, got it. They canceled it. They paid billions of dollars to have the clean crew come through. They did it. Then they put the tapings back on. Which is now going to hurt wrestling even more because, you know, nine years since Edge retired, Christian's now coming back too, and they're both getting hurt. Yeah, that was like actual hurt. <laughs> well, Edge actually got well, hurt. Edge was. Edge yeah, tore Edge his bicep. Tired. Because of the fact of a redo on um, the match between him and Orton, because of the f- he they they taped the match like a normal match, but they had to come back and do a couple of re-edits to get different camera angles on some things, and he ended up tearing his bicep by being a part of that retape. Oh, of course they did. So, and then they had Christian get punted on uh, Monday Night Raw. It was pretty funny. I thought that wasn't allowed anymore. Oh, it's Randy Orton's new go-to move. But I thought they get rid of it. 
But it makes more like sense he, like, considering he's punting Edge and Christian, the guys with neck in- that had to retire with neck injuries. I mean, I could have sworn they like outlawed the punt. They also outlawed like, the stomp, but that's still around. Also, the face. I don't. <laughs> well, now he kicks him in the neck. Duh. Honestly, that was still one of the coolest things I've ever seen is him stomping, um, stomping. Was it Orton? That that WrestleMania match was awesome. No, he, he went to, to he went to stomp yeah, no, Orton, yeah, and then the Orton RKO jumped game. out of it into an RKO. Yeah, that was awesome. When the fact like the one one of the thing that always amazed me just about wrestling and mainly Randy Orton, the fact that they were able to like do a pretty decent RKO in midair with people was always like somebody's diving at him and he just catches him and pulls it off there i mean it's pretty impressive yeah he, I he like yeah they are good so they also ended the the last ride with he's retiring basically is what i mean obviously he, we kind of do that yeah so, but so if i'm gonna say this this is what i'm gonna say this is what i'm gonna say he'll wrestle again five five episodes based well four episodes basically of I'm done after this match. I'm done after this match, and then it comes towards Mania time, and he's not done. Mm-hmm. So tell so tell me not this coming year because remember last year he wasn't part of the Mania crowd in the uh, card in New York, mm-hmm. but this year, and I want to see two WrestleManias in a row without Undertaker before I believe he retires. Correct, and <laughs> and Saudi Arabia. Whenever they go to Saudi Arabia for whatever reason. Well, it took four episodes to him actually have there. a good moment in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> the third episode Basically. was the match with him and him, Kane and Triple H and DX. and HBK, which was a disaster. And then the fourth one was how he almost died because Goldberg couldn't lift him because Goldberg's <laughs> seventy five years old. Yeah, that that was yeah. See, like, see, like that's that's the problem with the Undertaker. Like, it's like we all love him, but it's like sometimes it's just like you you gotta go, no matter. How much you still think you have it? Yeah, you, you you gotta. But it was a good series. It was a very good. They did a very good job, and the way it ended was pretty cool. And we'll like like Steve said, we'll see what happens because the whole series was like, oh, I don't think I have it. I don't think I have it. Oh, another another Vin- Vince phone Cole rings. Then <laughs> oh, all I... right. Well, there you go. So I'm sure Jay's gonna have a good podcast with that coming up soon as well right. so but yeah then definitely watch it but that that was the one funny thing about it it's like all right i don't have it anymore and he'd get pissed like michael jordan pissed and then he'll like train and then somebody will nowhere. mention someone will come up with the idea and i think my favorite thing was um after the extreme rules in the fourth one vince is like okay okay we'll see <laughs> Taker, yeah, Taker but... after his Extreme Rules match when he tagged with uh, Reigns, and they said that that was one of the best matches he's had in years, like the best he's looked in years. And he comes in the back and he goes, I think I'm done after this. And Vince is like, give it some time. We'll see. He could, If he wants to come back and do tag matches, I mean, it's less work. He can do that. Or he could just come back and do those, like that Brock Goldberg match they had where they just beard and not F5'd each other the whole time. <laughs> he could yeah. do some of those. That match was so much fun. He could just do a couple of those, but like that's that's I, never I think been he's him. Act- he's always. I think he's actually done though. Yeah, I, I think he. It's time. He, he, there's a 30 reason years. why his entrance is so slow. 
Because he's like, I gotta give the fans something. He he actually said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, people complain about how slow I was getting in the ring. Towards the end of my career, people started complaining about how slow I was getting out of the ring. Also, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, that was a good reason why he was getting out of the ring slow because he didn't he didn't know when was ever the last time. And right, he took in a he so, started to take it in more towards the end of his career. Because the Roman so, Reigns match, WrestleMania, the WrestleMania Roman the that should have been it. That should have been it. <laughs> but that wasn't it. That should have been Correct. it. The streak should have been it. Brock beating yeah. him. He's the streak could have been it. He's got to have a last match. He like said that actual, AJ he, he was had the it one. With AJ, he yeah. says that he said that if there was gonna, he, if you watch the episode, he's like, this was there was nobody better for one more time than AJ yeah. Styles. Was it with AJ? I, I agree, but it was a movie. It wasn't a match. Yeah, but he said it was so perfect. Match. He said it was so perfect for him because, like, yeah. so when AJ brought up the idea of the match, all he was thinking was, 10 years ago, we would have put on the greatest match of all time. I agree. Then, this year, what happened actually helped him put on a better match than what he thinks he would have been able to give if they put on a regular wrestling match. I, I, I originally shitted on the match, but thinking for what it's worth, it, it really was done well. Uh, AJ is like, a similar style to like Shawn Michaels, and he had plenty of great matches with Shawn Michaels. So like, and and they mentioned that like Undertaker was actually good with smaller wrestlers. Like, right. And that's they, that's and another reason show. why he wanted AJ at the end too. Yeah. Right. And the CM Punk storyline, which no one really talks about, but it was one of my one of my favorite ones going to WrestleMania, was CM Punk ironically just talking shit about Paul Bearer when he passed away, and right around then that was a good that was a good feud as well. But obviously with CM Punk leaving the company basically after that, so they stopped talking about yeah. But that match was that was the best match of that WrestleMania for sure. Yeah. Um. And then, and he said it too. He's like, they weren't even thinking about it. So apparently, like, he's become very. They're like, their families have become close. AJ and and Taker. And they knew he was gonna push the first promo, after Saudi Arabia with with AJ. And apparently, they never told him about Michelle being a part of the promo. <laughs> and that was when Taker was like, okay, AJ wants to go there. This is perfect. Now I finally get to add Mark Calloway into this. I'm mm -hmm. not Undertaker. I'm Mark Calloway okay. because you mentioned my wife. Yeah. So he basically took all three personalities of his, the two wrestling and his personal personality, and mixed and turned it into that guy for WrestleMania. Let's face it. He's basically the American badass in real life anyways. The S&D Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and, of course, share with all your family and friends. Okay, so let's get into what's trending on Twitter, our new favorite thing. Uh, I guess the top trending thing is baseball, right? So yep. it has been reported by multiple people that... Uh-oh, why is David Ortiz trending? Uh, wait, let's... Stop let's it. The other, day, the other day, Uncle Joey was trending. Somebody else was—I forgot. Somebody else was trending. But it had to I do mean, with Rogan. We didn't mention—we didn't mention it before, but 
what we're discussing, you know, people potentially dying. Uh, Joel Schumacher, the guy who directed those, uh, we'll say mediocre Batman movies, unfortunately, uh, passed away today. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of Batman, Michael Keenan is returning as Batman. Yes. Um, so, yeah, right. Back to baseball. I just want to get exactly what we're saying is MLB is announcing they're proceeding with the season. They will set a schedule. And um, MLB has asked the Players Association if players can report to camp on July 1st and will sign off on health and safety protocols. The union has been asked to respond by 5 p.m. Tuesday. So MLB is starting the season. This is after they offered a 60-game season uh, deal, I guess, and the league rejected it. The, the players' union rejected it pretty overwhelmingly. Um, it's getting to the point. This whole time I've been pro-owners, and I think most people have been – I mean, pro-players. I think most people have been pro-players. But it, you're getting to the point now where it's like, well, the players keep saying when and where – and now they're rejecting the offers. The whole my whole point is the owners got us to where we are now. So if there are players that decide they're just not gonna play, I don't know if that's um, if that's a, a possibility. I've seen you know there's a lot of reporters tweeting about this that like one of the options is guys just don't show up, um, or I guess the league as a whole doesn't show up. It seems like we will attempt to get some baseball in motion what that game looks like and how it plays out and if it finishes a season i have no idea i mean what do you guys think yeah like like we mentioned before like it's gonna be interesting the players have to sign on tuesday at 5 p.m and let's see what happens and the waivers let's see what the waivers have to say with the protocols and everything like that it's gonna be really interesting it's going to be real interesting to see if they actually get spring training 2.0 ready to go. Well, they said that like the Mets and Yankees can start going to City Field and Yankee yeah. Stadium as of the 22nd and start working out in like teams, groups. Um I guess we shall see yeah. when it comes to that. We've discussed this at length over the past few weeks, and it's kind of just the same stuff. Whatever. Uh, it's a very much a wait-and-see situation, I guess. Um, also in baseball news, there seems... Where there's smoke, there's fire in this mm-hmm. A-Rod, J-Lo-led team of owners keeps popping up. Portnoy. So now they're, they, Portnoy first they first, and the vitamin water guy, let's, let's, yeah. let's cook. First, it was Robert Kraft. Which, I guess that seemed that was a little pie in the sky. I'd pay um, so much money to have season tickets and watch Bill Belichick manage the New York Mets. It, yeah. <laughs> it seems like we're at the vitamin water guy, um, and also it just they just said um, a guy who owns part of the Panthers, yeah, um, like Carolina Panthers or Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. Nobody wants that. Um, Nobody goes to their games. Well, that makes sense. So. His name is like Vinny Vital, Vinny something. I, I think he. I feel like he's like a New York 
guy. I don't remember though. Um, but he's also involved. So, and obviously, like we said, Dave Portnoy from Barstool, because he's friends with uh, the Fight and Water guy. So it seems like, like we had said before, um, that A Rod and J Lo would just need to be the maybe just A Rod. I don't know. Um, yeah, Vincent Viola. He's from Brooklyn. So and he's worth two point four billion dollars. Um, he was also Trump's nominee for the United States Secretary of the Army before withdrawing for, from consideration. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, so sure we got a, we got selected as something for Trump also. He just well, hires whoever. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, we're in bed with the Wolpons or whatever. I. Like like we had said, they're gonna have to put a team together. So they're putting their group together. It seems like it's a legitimate thing. Well, A Rod wants still on. We we it's safe to say A Rod wants Derek Jeter style or Magic Johnson style. Like, hey, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a chance to say that I have my name on something. But we also saw this. Who was the team that Mark Anthony and J Lo both owned together? Was it the Dolphins? Um... And then they split up. I didn't know that they owned any part of a team. And Mark Anthony franchise. She's been a Met. She's like she lives in the area, and she's been a fan of the Mets. I mean, for a while now, if I'm not mistaken, because they both lived. Well, he, I guess he's a Met fan too. Mark Anthony, when they worked together. Seven sports teams you didn't know were owned by, co-owned by famous people. All right, let's go. All right. Number this is from 2014, so there may be updates since then, of course. Uh, Jay Z, one one fifth of one percent of the Nets, as we knew. I mean, we knew that. Yep. Um, by marrying Beyonce. Um, be, also became part owner of the Chicago Sky, because she, Beyonce apparently Destiny's Child owns the Chicago Sky. Jordan, we know. Charlotte. Um, Charlotte. Uh, Businessman Stephen Ross. Yeah, Charlotte's still Charlotte, right? Yeah, they're the Hornets, though. They're They're the Hornets. They're not the Bobcats. Businessman Stephen Ross owns 90% of the Miami Dolphins, but the other 5% split between J-Lo and Mark Anthony, as well as Fergie, Gloria Estevan, Serena, and Venus Williams. So that's just like... (laughs) They lended him some cash, and they get tickets. They have a booth. I guess. They have a box. Yeah, basically, I mean, it seems like that's what it is. Um, I wonder if she's made money off of Dolphins. I don't know. Uh, the L.A. Kiss is arena football is owned by the Kiss team. Well, that. From 2004 to 2009, John Bon Jovi owned the Soul. Apparently, he doesn't own them anymore. And the most recent, according to this, of course, like I said, disclaimer, 2014, when they forced Donald Sterling to sell the Clippers. It's really been that long since he sold the Clippers? Um, yeah, and we would have been able to watch a documentary on on it if Quibi did anything. I'm just saying, wow, that's, wow. Anyway, 
Um, among parties who were reportedly interested in buying the team were Floyd Mayweather, Matt Damon, Frankie Muniz, and Oprah Winfrey. Now that's a group. Okay. Now that's a group. Um, I want to see something before we go, before we move on. Um, because I don't know what, um... And Magic Johnson, of course, is the Dodgers. Right. Like... Did you also know that Magic Johnson owns 30 Burger Kings? I didn't know that, but that's good for him. Chris Brown owns 14 of them. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to... I'd like... Because I know, like... We've, I mean, it's been a thing that, like, Peyton Manning owns some Papa John's. Okay, wait, wait, wait. This is, where's this article from? Where's this article from? So does Shaq. Shaq also, Shaq owns more Papa John's. He actually owns, I I think he was the one who bought the Papa John's franchise. So this is from August 2015. Fat Mm -hmm. Burger, Kanye West has a stake in, is part owner. He bought 10 Fat Burgers in the city of Chicago in 2010. Uh, Rick Ross has... Has nine wing stops that he owns throughout the country. No thanks, I don't want anything. Can Ooh. you imagine, like, <laughs> just go work at Wingstop and like Rick Ross shows up, the owner. Like you don't, <laughs> you're never, you're never gonna see him. But like one of you're like, you get to say like, oh yeah, I work for Rick Ross, um, or I work for Shaq. I work at Papa John's. Jimmy Buffett. Like, what do you do for a living? I deliver pizzas for Shaq. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett owns several Krispy Kremes in Palm Beach. Okay. I uh, like that. Venus Williams has bought five Jamba Juices. Magic okay. Johnson's the, the greatest businessman ever. He doesn't get enough credit for this. Like, what else NBA superstar turned business mango now boasts a spalling empire across multiple industries. Wasn't he the owner of the uh, the movie theater and Drake and Josh also? <laughs> anyway, among among his many properties are up to thirty Burger Kings, in which he also earned more than a hundred Starbucks stores before he sold them for twenty seven million dollars. Damn! <laughs> All right, so well, that's the thing. I don't like magic. Isn't this is just him investing money. Right? Also, with magic, if anybody has the cure for COVID-19, it's him. I mean, unfortunately. Um, um, wait, there's more. There's see, like, more. Wait, I have like, more on this list. I'm not even close to done here. Hold on. Ready? Do we have to go through all of them? No, we'll go through a couple. Oh, actually, there's only two more. Okay. That's okay. fine. All right. Baseball legend Hank Aaron has 24 Popeye's chickens. I mean, Popeye's chicken is delicious. He also owns five Church's chickens and two Krispy Kreme donuts. And here's the one that you want. The Denver Broncos star Peyton Manning invested in 21 Papa John pizza joints in Colorado in 2012. And then in an interview a couple years later, he admitted that the reason he bought them was because they were legalizing marijuana. I mean, that makes perfect sense. 
I mean, that's a that's um, a business move. So, like, I, I'll be interested. We're gonna go back to the Mets quickly. I'm interested to see what they what their plan is, I guess, because Jeter is the CEO of the Marlins. I look just looked that up. So he's less of the money, more of obviously of the face and the baseball decisions wise. He's going to hire a GM. He's going to hire a manager or whatever, or he's going to hire a GM that makes the decisions. Magic seemed like more of a behind the scenes, just kind of money thing. Like he didn't want to get into baseball decisions, which I guess makes sense. I don't know if A-Rod wants to be the CEO making the baseball decisions. I, I would assume that's the case. Right? Like, I... I he wants to... I don't it, know. It, it kind of sounds like a chief operating officer. Right, but that's what Jeff Wilpon is. Yeah, but he also just but wants like, a plane. What? But Jeff Wilpon just wants a plane. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, but that's like the problem. Jeff Wilpon's problem is he... Uh, he mingles. Stupid. Shum- uh, mingles. Yeah, he tried he to take Paul Duca's glasses. Right. He interferes too much with things. I, I mean, if A-Rod interferes and he's smart, then, then that makes sense. But... I, I don't know if I want an owner who's interfering. That's the whole point. Anybody but the Wilpons will do. But I still think Steve Cohen is like it's the, there's, there's the reports are saying he's still a possibility, but he just doesn't want to buy a team. He wants now. He wants everything. At fir- the first deal was okay. You guys can keep SNY. You guys can keep stock for the next five years. I don't care. All I want is a baseball team. Keep the rights for SMY. Right, but that's also what happened about why the deal got stopped. Is he was like, well, I don't know about this five-year thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The five-year thing and the fact that Jeff wanted a plane. Well, I don't know. I, I think it was more the five-year thing. And I guess SM, the whole thing was SMY. They weren't going to sell part of it because they didn't need to. Now the, the team, the value of the team has dropped in half. There is like, no value to this the, team. The value, the valuation when he was going to sell was like two point five billion. Now it's like one point six or something. I don't know. One in the, in the mid ones. So like it's almost son. half. Right, and they can't like they can't. They have a two hundred fifty million dollar loan. They have to pay Chase, and they can't <laughs> afford it. My question is, I texted you about this a couple weeks ago. Did they pay half, their half of mortgage payment? Did they make their mortgage payment yet? I think they made a mortgage payment, but they didn't. But they had to take out loans consistently just to make payroll in the first place. But but you remember I texted I you a couple weeks ago. I texted you like two weeks ago about this. That it was in Newsday that their mortgage payments were due, and that the Yankees paid it off like it was water in in February, and then the Mets hold off and make two payments during the season, like they make one halfway through the season and then they make another one towards the end of the year. Yeah, did they, they don't make have enough money? Did they make the forty million dollar payment? That was my question. That one I think they made, but I'm saying they have. Or can we steal? A, or can we take their make. stadium away from them and just be like, hey, you want you want it? You got to. I, mean, uh... I mean, I don't know how that works. Like, if they just don't pay, <laughs> I don't. What does what it? Ha- how, like, what's the mortgage does, payment? Does it where's, go, where's Lauren there, with her mortgage payment there be, rules? 
I know. Like, what happens if the Mets don't pay their mortgage? Does it go to the city? Is there like a a, a sale in the front yard or something? Like, is there an auction or somebody buying the stadium? Yo, I don't know what happens when you. Can you imagine you go there and you just like, who wants Pete Alonso's locker? We'll start the bidding at five hundred dollars. Because right, I I didn't never thought in my wildest dreams that the team wouldn't have enough money to pay its mortgage. I guess we're not at that point yet because I think they paid that one. But they're just – they I can't want, operate. I, until there's a report, I want to see the receipt that says that they made the payment. And I want to see the date on the I, check I, that I, they wrote. I mean, I think they did. Do you, can they post – can they make the date like, hey, listen, I'm going to just put a two zero on this date. When I call you, put the rest of the other two numbers for when you can cash it? Maybe. <laughs> it's one of those things that like, like Kevin Hart – like. I got to transfer for my checking for my savings. All the money's in my savings. <laughs> so, sorry, but we're I, out of uh, transfers from our savings to our checking at this time. Right. You'll have to, you'll have to wait till the month is up. I don't think it is anymore. It Do is still a thing. a thing. It's still a thing. My, I, I know I, it is with Chase. Used to, like, but you have to have a certain amount. If you have a certain am, if you have a certain amount of money in your accounts total, you can do unlimited, depending on the accounts yeah. you have. Because, like, every time I would transfer before, it would say, like, this is your third transfer of the month. You only got two left. Right. And, like, now it doesn't do that to me anymore. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing better. <laughs> maybe maybe um, you're not transferring as much. Yeah, maybe I'm not transferring as much. Um, okay, so we're going to go through some more trending topics. I got – so I don't know if you saw this, but I got – I got a ESPN notification, and it said – it started with – Brett Favre says, and whenever I hear, I see that now, my heart drops because this man just loves to, he still hates the Packers. I'm convinced he still hates the Packers. So he just says shit to piss everybody off. Like he just said a few months ago that Rogers is definitely leaving. And I'm like, yo, you left. Like you were just saying what you did. You're not saying what he you see when I hear do. Brett Favre said it sounds like he's returning to the league. I, he what he said was Colin Kaepernick will be considered a hero, like Pat Tillman. That's what he said. I he's he's not wrong. I don't think. But the, the only thing with Kaepernick though, like he wouldn't be it wouldn't be political. a thing if it wasn't. Yeah, it's just this... he hasn't played in four years. So and now teams are like, well, he's our emergency. No, you, he's not your emergency call. He's your emergency call because of the fact of what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Right, but like, and Cam Newton still doesn't have a job either. Right. Well, that's, well, I mean, okay, Cam doesn't have a job because Cam doesn't want to be a backup. If Cam wanted Correct. to be a backup, Correct. take four Correct. million dollars right. to be the captain right. of the backup. You're right. We know that. You're right. But yeah, like, but if Cam, Cam wanted to be a backup, he'd play. He'd be on any team right now where he'd have a possibility to be going there. Fair with Cam is, I think, if it wasn't for COVID nineteen, teams would have been able to scout him more, making sure everything's okay with him health health wise. Also with Cam, I guess. Um, I also like. Yeah, he hasn't played in four years. So to expect like he when he played the last year he played, the Niners stunk, mm-hmm. but like he was decent. He didn't turn the ball over and he ran, and he like he was passable for a bad team. Mm-hmm. So like, you can't tell me. We always make this this thing like the worst quarterback in the league. 
whatever guy the Jets had playing when both their quarterbacks got hurt last year, you can't tell me he would have been worse than that guy. That guy got hurt too. Trevor Simeon. No, it was Arnold, <laughs> and then Simeon got hurt like a minute in, and then somebody no, else. he played. started that. Yeah, he started that game. Uh, what's his face right. broke his leg, and then it was that crappy guy. I forgot. Right. Name. You can't tell me Kaepernick is not better than the crappy guy. At least I can run a read option with him. At least I can do something. I don't know. I I feel like he's gonna get a job. We can debate when we can, we'll see how we. If Let's find out if there's a working. season. Right before we get into that. Um, <laughs> you ready Soccer. to do our list tonight? You ready to do our? We're list gonna tonight? keep. We got a couple oh. more uh, Twitter topics. Anything good? Do we on have there? more Twitter topics? Justin Bieber denies the allegation of 2014 sexual assault. That's uh, not great. Yeah, There's a guy at AEW us. causing them their everything. Sammy Guerrero. Uh, Apparently, he said on a on a thing that he wants to do dirty things to uh no say it if you're gonna say it say it he wants to rape uh sasha banks on a podcast yeah, yeah he said, that, like, he said that's why he didn't go. get with the wwe yep um I mean, that's, the guy uh, who's in uh sammy he's in uh he was in jericho's uh faction his teammate oh yeah yeah oh he's He's a nobody who they picked up on AEW because it probably didn't cost them anything. And there was a podcast that said that when he was trying out for a WWE, he didn't pay any attention to anything going on because all he did was stare at Sasha Banks and thinking about raping her. Yep. He said he would rape Sasha Banks on the podcast. But here's a fun good. fact about AEW. None of them are technically under contract. Ah, well, that was fun while it lasted. So, oh, great. So, so, so basically, they're all independent. Con- so, I've been listening to like the guys that WWE has let go in the past year, basically on Jericho, because they always give the best stories, right? And basically, who? But it actually, actually, when when I heard it, it was um, Adam Cole's wife that was on. So, for those who don't know who she is. Her name is Dr. Brittany Becker, I think it is, on AEW. And she actually went to medical school to be a dentist. And ended up okay. having to go. They they were like, hey, we're going to do a trip to the Performance Center of WWE because she was in Florida. And uh, some college in Florida. And she saw them wrestling and fell in love with it. So she started taking wrestling school classes at night thinking that, oh, it's never going to come of anything. At least I'm going to get my degree to be a dentist. This is Cody's wife? No, this is Adam Cole from WW- from NXT. Oh. Oh, um, okay, right, right. So she was on the podcast, and she says, yeah, it's great because Thursday, from Friday, Saturday, Monday, and most of the day Tuesday, I get to be a dentist like I want to be. Like I, like I paid all this money to go to college to be. And then Tuesday night, I fly to the AEW location. We do either the recording Wednesday during the day or, well, when the podcast aired, it were still live shows. So wherever the show is, we went and we did it. And then Wednesday night, I'd get on a red eye and I'd be back in the office on on Thursday. So they only work once a week. So she's just showing. It's like she's an independent wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's what they all are on A and W. Um, what was the other thing? Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess they can't. Aff- I mean, they can't afford to pay everything. But that's mo. I think that's most. Even the WWE, like, I don't, they don't get paid if they don't wrestle. I don't think. But the, the big guys have guaranteed money, obviously. Um, also, by the can way, can we talk about how? One last thing on the Jericho podcast. Um, he had Mike Sciotta, the guy who just got let go by them. Yeah, um, no, on good. the Jericho podcast, and, and it was a really good lesson. He had he's another been with ref the that WWE I had for like twenty years. Thirty-four. Oh wow! Yeah, and th- and he said uh, it was just like I had no idea it was happening. He signed a new contract in March, and then tax day came, and they called him, and they're like, "Well, you, yeah." He had some pretty good stories oh. too. That's the cool thing, like. So when they let everybody go, they all gave him those like dates where, hey, you can't say anything for X, Y, and Z days. But now, like right, he's come, right. now they're all they go on his podcast when they can finally say something. And Jericho does a really good well, podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of like those like shoot interviews online too with like those. It's not it's all you know. Sometimes it's Jericho, but it's also like his other podcasts, other people who used to work in wrestling, and there was interesting stories. Um, the SBs were yesterday, and the SBs just. Still a thing. I just wanted to mention that. Your boy, Nelly Cruz. Nelly Cruz won Haunting humanitarian forever. Something? Not only did the Mets not sign him and he hit like 30 homers for the Orioles, he's a great person too. Do you know the Nelson Cruz story, Dan? Oh, you're going to have to be more specific. With me? Like, there isn't really no. a story. I just spent the entire offseason of. I think it was 2013, complaining, why don't the Mets sign Nelson Cruz? And then they signed Chris Young Jr. instead. And then Nelson Cruz signed for, like, a million dollars more. And I just uh, – literally, I complained about it for, like, three years. Because I was okay. like – it would be like having Cespedes before they had Cespedes. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But anyway. So and now Nelson Cruz haunts me because the Mets should have had him, and they would have been good earlier than they were. Correct. Uh, speaking of players who never played for the Mets, being. he is a great human being. Speaking of players who never played for the Mets, we're going to get into our top five list. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com so if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project contact SN Snapshots now like Finn said uh, now we're going to do our top 5 list so this week we decided to do top 5 baseball players no matter what position um, no matter what position like we said that never played for the New York Mets now since I know he'll be on our list, and um, there was an interesting MLB Network documentary on Ken Griffey Jr., which I really didn't know why they did it, but I didn't really care because I just enjoyed watching everything they showed of him all day. Um, but people know that his dad played for the Yankees for, was it a year, maybe, if that? I think it was exactly a year, yeah. Okay, so it was uh, like I a could, year. I could be wrong. 
year year and change. But um, so there was a story that came out that Junior went with Senior to the ballpark one day, and they wouldn't let him on the field, and they yeah. said that Steinbrenner he played for the Yankees for four and a half seasons actually. Okay, well then didn't know that, but okay. Um, so so he went to the. He went to the the stadium one day with Senior, and apparently Steinbrenner said players, kids are not allowed on the field, and Senior made it important to point to Griffey, to Junior, to say, look who's taking grounders at third, ended up being Greg Nettle's son. Right. So, Which, with everything going on right now, I'm shocked. You know, why would you... I- one, why would MLB allow that to stay in there? Knowing that there's going to be a backlash for the Steinbrenner family now. And two, it's like, wait a minute. Really? I think it would have been different if George was alive. Are we sh- like, so the other, the first thing that came to my mind, obviously, we're it, it's implying it was, a senior's implying it Racism. was racial. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because, like, if you just watch it and go, it's like, you know, Senior wasn't that great of a – he was a, Senior's actually a pretty good player. But, like, he wasn't an all-star. And Greg Nettles is, was a, one of the you know, Yankees' top players. So, like, is that where they were going? But, like, the exact quote is, like, the security guard was, like, he doesn't – George doesn't want anybody in the dugout. But the other guy's son is on the field. And, like, at this point – it looks like he played for the Yankees from 82 to 86. Uh, so in that range, Junior's probably like, you know, he came up in 88 or 89, I think. So he's probably, you know, 14 to 17 in this area, in this time. So, like, it's not like he's, like, a, you know, a six-year-old running around. Like, he's old enough to not be, you know, annoying or whatever. Because, like, remember that whole thing with, like, Adam He's Lynch old enough to be an adult. Being around? Right. right, he's old enough to, like, be respectful and not, you know, be that kid. So, like, I, it has to mean the only infer- inference you can make is racial. And then Griffey said, and there's a, there's a, a mic'd up of him talking to a fan saying it, signing autographs, like, I'll never play for the Yankees. If they were the only team to offer me a contract, I'd retire. So, I mean, one, that makes us love Griffey even more. And two, it's like, there's definitely, I think there might be some backlash. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, so it kind of might fly under the radar. But I, I think because it was on MLB Network, it's going to help it fly under the radar. If this was a 30 for 30 on ESPN that it came out in, oh, for yeah. sure. there, there, there that would have been the, the second topic behind the NASCAR thing last night on, on Scott Van Pelt. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. that. Okay, um, so this week's topic, like we said, is uh, top five baseball players to never be on the Mets. Um, so I'll get us started with it, with my number five. Um, I actually personally found this list kind of difficult, just knowing of all the players that we've ever watched. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should have changed this up instead of top five done one per position, but I'm cool with this. Um, so my f- number five is Tony Gwynn. Just the greatest hitter we've ever watched for sure the greatest hitter we ever watched it's sad we didn't get to watch more of him um Mm -hmm. you always saw him smiling you know 
everyone talks about Griffey and his smile. Tony Gwynn was the guy who you always saw smiling, who always saw enjoying it. He, he was the Pete Rose hitter of our era. Aptly has the NL batting championship named after him. Yes. Um, Which I like. Taken too soon due to the cancer, of course. Um, but this guy, like, even the numbers, you look at numbers like Greg Maddox puts up all the time, and then there's Tony Gwynn, who bats like 380 against guys like Greg Maddox. And, like, you talk about the Braves pitching staff from the 90s, Tony Gwynn owned them. And it's just amazing. Always like a guy who stayed in one, stayed in one place too. I'm right. always kind of partial to those. Right, 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 hundred percent. So that is my number. He is my number five. Danny, you want me to go next, or you want to go? Oh, uh, whatever. I can go if you can go. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna go Cal Ripken Jr. It's just okay. the Iron 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 Man. He was there playing, broke uh, Lou Gehrig's record, and he was just an overall curse great player to watch and idolize growing up as a kid. So he can't really go wrong with Kyle Ripken. He, he beat out Jeter and he beat out a few other people that would be on my honorable mention. But Kyle Ripken is just one of the all-time greats and just loved him playing shortstop and third base. People forgot that forget he played third base. Uh, I mean, people forgot he played shortstop. We were really sore him playing third right. by the time we were watching it, but He's one of the just the all time greatest, nicest guys ever. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cal Ripken. I, I was gonna say like until I probably I don't think I real knew he played shortstop until they did that switch thing with him and A Rod in the All Star mm-hmm. game. And it's like, crazy I honestly, to think yeah. I'm on his uh his baseball reference and he stopped playing in 2001. It was that long ago. That's pretty yeah. wild. Um, right. And he was 40 then. So, Cal Ripken's my number five. Playing 2,000-whatever straight games, thats it's just absurd. Mm-hmm. Never missing a uh, day when you could easily miss a couple of days, especially with baseball. Especially as he got older, too. That's it, right. yeah. As he got older, playing uh, 162 games a year. Baltimore, when he played, too, wasn't a terrible team, so they made the playoffs a couple times in there. So those are extra games he's playing. Yeah. And these players are again about playing 50 another games. one team guy. <laughs> um, my list kind of went more. I don't know. I just off the top of my head, and it went more recent, obviously, than uh, than past. Number I five, I had three. Sorry. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of like two and yeah, I guess two and three is two in the past, three recent. Um, number five is Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer oh, again. Damn. On my honorable mention. On my honorable yeah. mentions. One of those guys that's like, one, and this is a dumb reason, but the Twins always play the Yankees, so you're always like, I got to pick, that's my guy. Joe Maurer is my guy. You need to beat the Yankees. Right, and it was like him and Justin Morneau, and we're like, you two got to carry this little (laughs) machine that could to beat the Yankees, please. And again, one team kind of guy, he retired the same, it was the same year as David, it was like the day after he had his kind of like last day thing. So I kind of always they their careers paralleled each other paralleled each other for me, and he just seems like a really good guy. So yeah, I mean, and obviously we kind of you can kind of slips in about how good he was. Like he hit three forty one year, won an MVP. You know, it kind of quieted down a little bit, but he was you know one of the best catchers in the league for a long time. 
Right, 100%. Um, all right, so my number four here, um, one of my favorite all-time just all-around players to watch was Vladdy. Vlad Guerrero. Oh, damn. Yeah, I forgot just about Vlad. Like, he's, on, he's on my list. Vin, Vin, remember just watching him throw out Todd Hundley while Todd Hundley was rounding second base when they were waving him home? The ball was at home already. throw from the warning track at Shea on the fly to the plate, or maybe like one short hop to the – it's just ridiculous. And he remember did that on the, the regular. If what only happened? we signed him. Only if we signed him. No. There were no, so many No, because then he wouldn't have been on – A, he would have not been able to be on my list. And B, he probably wouldn't have made our top five list for the Mets because he probably would have oh, got hurt he, that first year and his leg yeah. would have been falling off. Yeah, I but mean, yeah, he wasn't the same guy the with the Angels, so we would have found a reason to complain about him probably. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Vladdy... Uh... He was still competent. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was very good. He just wasn't, I don't know. Derek Bell was a lot It felt like he was the same. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Vladdy Guerrero just all around just the the... The baseball in the dirt swing. Yep. Like, that ball would be on top of, like, literally rolling onto the plate, and he'd swing in and go 400 feet. Yeah. Yep. Just one of the greatest pure baseball players we've ever seen. Yeah. For sure. Um, and he didn't, like, um, he didn't strike out as much as you think. Like, he never struck out more than 100 times in a season, even though he just swung at everything. <laughs> Yeah, he swung at pitches that were above his head, that, and they went out a little The bit. highest yeah, he I, did was 2001 with 88. Right. And, like, he didn't walk a oh, lot no, either. Oh, no, sorry. 1990, um, 1998 was actually 95. And right. And that was his... Right. It's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Since we're already talking to him, I'll make him number four. Even though okay. I had him too, but it's Vlad for the same reasons. Just growing up with him being in Montreal, basically being the only piece of Montreal's team, even though they had a good young, basically what the Marlins were a couple of years ago with Yelich and Stanton and Ozuna and and uh, Fernandez. It's just like, how is this team not going to be good in a couple of years kind of thing? That's exactly how I felt with Vlad. And just watching the talent, I'll never forget with him, with him, uh, his warm-up throws from team? one, his one, his one foul pole to the other foul pole, and that would be with Breeze. Was he on that '93? No, he came in in no. uh, 1996, and he played six games, nine okay. games, and then seven. '97 was his first year with nine, 90 games. Okay, okay. Uh, he wasn't on the Larry Walker, Pedro, no, whatever team. Because yeah. I know yeah. he was on like Pedro's last year as a, as an expo type year, but I didn't know if he was on that, that other team. Yeah. No. Um, number four, Vin. Yes, number four for me. Um. This is kind of a thing. I get. It was. It was kind of with Vladdy too. That he's um, obviously he was on a division rival and like never really. They were never good, so it was never somebody you had to worry about. Like you like just like watching them, and it uh, and you could just enjoy it without having to worry about them beating your team. 
this I kind of felt the same way about, and it's number four for me is Randy Johnson because we always beat Randy Johnson for some reason. Oh, but I loved obviously... watching a, watch us play against Randy Johnson because, like you said, we beat him. Right. That's what I'm like. He, um, obviously one of the best, like strikeout pitchers and just pitchers ever. But yeah, we like there was that game Joe McEwing hit like two home runs off of him. I was at that game, so I just always remember Mr. it. Mr. Koo. But. What? Mr. Koo. Right? The Mr. Koo hit was off Randy Johnson. Yeah. Um, Great moment. I'm going to see if I can pull up his stat. He's He was 6-7 and seven with a 4-2-6 ERA against the Mets, which was his third highest against any team. The other two were Tampa and Boston that he had a higher ERA against. So. For all intents and purposes, the Mets owned him. So it was never somebody to worry about, but it's just one of those guys that, like, throws hard. He was in Little Big League, obviously, so always good when someone's in a movie. Shout out to the guy the and Mets drafted in the first round's mom, who, uh... His mom. <laughs> who was, was the, the kid's was mom in the movie. <laughs> Can't believe that. Yeah, thing. I mean, and it's just, you know, the, the video of him blowing up a bird with the fastball in spring training is, like, iconic. It's just all these things... Um, even though he did play for the Yankees for a little bit, um, it's, you know, that's all right. I, I still, I have a couple guys on here that play for the Yankees. Um, but yeah, Randy Johnson. Throwing the, throwing the camera guy the first day he was in New York after signing with the Yankees. That did happen too. Yeah. <laughs> so not as much of a good guy, but just like an all around beast. The guy I was sure to get like in the, in the MVP video game just cause he threw absolute chest. Chest. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so my number three is former Florida Marlin great, Detroit Tiger great, Miguel Cabrera. Oh, okay. I thought you going somewhere else. <laughs> Miggy, just – I was thinking Pudge. I considered Pudge. I thought you were going to say D-Train. No, I have beef with D-Train, so he will not be on this list. Pudge, I should have put Pudge. I love Pudge. Pudge I will ne- – Side note on Pudge, I'll never forget him versus San Fran when he was the Marlins and he held the ball at home plate and I was on a flight. I think I was going to Buffalo from to like visit Melissa. He won that series by himself and he almost won. I mean, that series in particular, like they won the World Series that year, obviously, but that series he kind of won like by himself. Um, but yeah, Miguel Cabrera, just fun, happy go, like. He's the he's the now Pedro. Whenever you saw Pedro, it was always fun, but I'm going to dominate you. I'm going to destroy you. And Cabrera is that same way. Even even now, he still bats two, in the high twos. He's not putting up the home run I, numbers like he was, but yeah. I would still love for him to just come in and hang out with the team on a spring training, talk to Pete about swinging the bat. He's also, also the only I triple think it's crown be- winner we've ever seen. Right. I think it's between, like, it was always between me and, for me, between him and Pujols were, like, they're the best hitters we've seen, like, all around. Power, average, everything. I think they're the two best hitters that we've seen in the last probably 20 years. Um, all right. Danny, number three. All right, so I'm going to go uh, Anthony Rizzo, number three. That was the guy um, I know that was going to be on Danny's list. Yeah, I always liked Anthony Rizzo, and then finding out that he is a cancer survivor like me. He's basically the Cubs captain right now, won a World Series. He's not the best player 
ever, but he does get the job done. He's basically like David Wright for the Met, for Met fans with being Cubs. He, he, he's just a stand-up guy, and I, I like Anthony Rizzo a lot. I agree. Rizzo's a great dude. Um, my number three is I was just talking about best all-around hitters. For my money, the best pure average hitter I've seen in my life, and that's Ichiro. Yeah. I always loved Ichiro, way he played the game. Again, a little bit of a beating the Yankees thing. That's a common theme around this. Even though he was um, a Yankee. Even though, again, he was the other guy on my list that was a Yankee. But uh, just ridiculous bat control. Um one of the like the you know the all time hit uh, single season hit leader might would have been the all time hit leader if he played his whole career in the majors I truly believe that um, but yeah just I mean one of the all time greats and just a good guy you know so Ichiro okay alrighty alright um all right so my number two I think my number one and two people think are, would be in the opposite order. Um, but I'll Can't get into, but I, but I would get into who the number one is later. And we already spoke about this guy, uh, Griffey. Griffey was that Griffey's first two? Griffey, Griffey's two, just always been that one guy that just like, I can't name anybody I know who didn't imitate Griffey backwards hat, wiggle the bat a little bit, stand up straight at the plate. Try and throw the ball a thousand feet on on a fly. Like, I think that if you asked Vlad Guerrero who he pictured, he would be like, it was going to be Griffey. Because they're similar players. But, like, yeah. that's... We, we've talked about this, that lefty swing. I, I, can, I can watch that. I can watch Griffey swing a bat for three days in a row. Yeah. And just not even be upset. Danny? Um, I'm going to go with Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, okay. just, the funny story with Andrew McCutcheon is um, his rookie year, I started doing, um, in my fantasy baseball league, we would have a standard, we would have a, a prospect rule for keepers. So you basically keep them for like two years as a prospect, then you can keep them for four years. So I was doing my research of upcoming rookies and i luckily luckily enough got andrew mccutcheon when everybody was sleeping in a waiver wire and i was able to keep andrew mccutcheon throughout his prime for pretty cheap because it was a uh, auction draft so uh, from that moment on i always liked andrew mccutcheon and he was always a stand-up player and just overall good player for the pittsburgh pirates and got him back to the playoffs and he won the MP mvp in 2013 uh, just a overall funny guy. If you watch him on social media, unfortunately the Pirates are cheap, and he didn't. He got sent to the Giants, Yankees, and now he's with the Phillies. It's hard to believe he's in the league for 11 years. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But I just remember him picking him up, just like this guy's supposed to be the next thing, and he was. So <clears throat> Andrew McCutcheon is my number two guy. Um, okay, my number two, we mentioned him already, it's Griffey. Um, one of the, I mean, one thing we didn't mention, but that, like, I kind of made me fall in love with him. We mentioned the swing, the backwards hat, 
all that stuff that the little walk he did after he hit a homer was always i mean that something like we you said all we all try to imitate but the home run derbies were what got me magic because yeah. like yeah it was the first i think he won he made the one two or three in a row in those 90s like i think it's 98 98 97 98 99 98 99 98 or 99 somewhere in that area he won two or three in a row and like just putting on shows with the swag awesome guy um i kind of regret steve now that i think i look back that we left early for his hall of fame um we steve dead. and i went to we were dead that's why i know steve and <laughs> steve and i went to cooperstown for the hall of fame induction of mike piazza and griffey was with piazza obviously right after obviously mike went first because griffey's the headliner but we left right away and like we're not the only ones a huge group of people left because it's a long day and it was a july you know, Sunday that was a thousand degrees, but I kind of mean what it only, it only been another hour that we would have stayed or whatever. But still, I I kind of regret it, regret it looking back. But yeah, um, we were dead. <laughs> so yeah, no more number two is Griffey. <laughs> Steven. All right. So number one. All right. I already know. Can I guess? Go for it. Adam Jones. It's not. Wow. He's on my honorable mentions. He's not. Okay. Pure players that I've watched, though. Perf- okay. Pure filth. Greg Maddox. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. We will never see anybody. This guy threw 80 pitch complete games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will never see that. Again, in our, we're lucky if we see a guy last six innings and 80 pitches now. Because everyone's trying to strike everybody out. You said it before, Vin. Everybody, Randy Johnson, that pure filthy hundred mile an hour fastball, blow it by, and that slider and cutter and all those pitches. Greg Maddox just pitched and painted the corners like he was an artist when it came to this sport. Yeah. And just I, he was a brave for most of our lives, and I don't care. It just every time we played, it was is Greg Maddox pitching one of these three games? Or four games. Or whatever the series was. When's Greg pitching? When's Maddox pitching? I'm watching all nine innings. There's no way. I don't care how old I am. I it's one of those things, especially with the rivals too, like I feel like I at least put all my like anger and like not liking the team on one guy. So like it was all it all went to Chipper, regardless of who else was good on the team or bad on the team. We all just hated Chipper. Mm-hmm. And then it was like hey, Andrew Jones, whatever. Like the the pitchers, whatever. <laughs> right. Like it was all Chipper's fault always. All right. So who do you guys have at one? Mine is uh, Griffey for the same reasoning as you guys had. Yep. It was the first guy that just you gravitated to with the backwards hat, on uh, the Nintendo video game, which was awesome. Uh, too. Um, just the swing, as you guys mentioned, it's just like everybody wanted to be Griffey. And just Griffey was the coolest. He, he just he was the coolest growing up as a kid. He was one. He he definitely had a poster of him in your on your wall. I I did at least. He was one of the few non New York athletes that were actually on my wall, which was surprising at the time. But yeah, Griffey Griffey's the best. I I had a bunch of the Griffey things growing up as a kid. Yeah, I definitely had definitely had that N sixty four game. Um, 
Yeah, I had it for Game Boy. You know, it's funny. I have the game. I found cleaning my room I, the original Game Boy I bought a couple years ago at like some cheap toy store that that it was like twenty bucks, and it worked. And I like tested it there, and like it worked perfectly. And I have the Griffey baseball game. <laughs> nice. Um, my number one. Danny already mentioned them before. It's Andrew McCutcheon. Um, just one of the best, just pure guys in the game. As you mentioned, his social media. He's a good follow on Instagram if you don't already follow him. He's a funny guy. Um, I remember I went to a game. There was a stretch, like, probably 2013. I guess he won his MVP that year. That, like, um, I was going to a bunch of games by myself, which I, it was kind of like the first year I did that. And I'll never forget, he hit, like, a basic ground ball the third, and he beat it out. And I was like, we need a guy like this. And I was like, I was furious because the Mets were just terrible. But, yeah, he was always, I mean, played the game the right way. Like you said, brought the Pirates back to actually being decent. And you're always rooting for those underdog kind of teams that haven't been around in a while. And the guy, he was the guy that led them. Um, There's plenty of videos and stuff out there of him, like, giving stuff to fans and all that kind of stuff. He's just an all-time, all-around good dude and a, and a really good player. Even though he's on the Phillies now, it's all right. Okay. So, who do we have? So, so, I'll go through my honorable mentions real quick. I have Trevor Hoffman. Uh, yeah. Trout. Beltre. Andrew, Adrian Beltre. Mauer. Mm-hmm. Chipper is actually on my honorable mentions. Uh, Rivera. Okay. And Jeter. You mentioned well, guys who used to be Yankees. Rivera and Jeter were just top of the list. Mariano is would be – I really like, – my only honorable mention was Mariano. He was the only guy I wanted to get on the list and couldn't. But everybody else, no, screw Jeter. <laughs> uh, are you done with your list, Steve? Yeah. Uh, mine's mine's uh, Jeter. I always liked Jeter. I had him on my wall as well. Um, it was Jeter – I obviously Mariano, like you mentioned, uh, Albert Pujols. I always loved Pujols, mm. even though he would kill the Mets. Um, Randy Johnson, like you mentioned, if I was going to say Pedro, but he was a Met, so I can't really count him, but he right. was more awesome as a Red Sox and everybody else. But, um, who else? Like the, the, uh, Maddox one was really good. Uh, that was a good one. Smoltz was good too. Right. He would, he was the fastest pitcher of the three of them, so that was a good one as well. Just basically all the standard guys, I guess you can say. But that that's my the the brave the Braves have a warehouse somewhere where they develop pitching and one hitter to beat the Mets. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a lot of the guys like that I'm thinking about, like my honorable mentions, are just people that played against the Yankees a lot. So it's like Big Poppy. Yeah, I got a little, you got a little Big Poppy. Oh, I had uh, another fan, fantasy guy. I'm sorry. Uh, Mauer. I always had him on my fantasy team, and he always delivered yeah. for me. So I, like, Mauer is big time on my even uh, Even towards Marvel. the end of Mauer's career, you got – um, you would get him off, like, waivers for two or three weeks, and he'd produce for those two – just to kind of – he'd be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the the A's the like the A's big three Zito Mulder Hudson I always liked those guys even when Hudson went to the Braves it was always kind of like again the the underdog kind of guys. Oh, Tim Hudson his ankle still haunts me. Oof, 
Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. That that that's still, woof. Eric Young crying after he stepped on his ankle ankle at first base. Uh-huh. That that was just gross, and it was funny. Danny, was, the uh, Saturday they were showing games two, three, and four of the NLDS. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching that. Yeah. Did you were you did you get it on in time to watch game two at all? I was watching, yeah, I watched the end of game two. Okay, so I saw the early part of game, we got it on at Rosen's early part of game two. And I'm watching it. And they go, and it was right after Estes got hurt. And they go, all right, let's get to Josh Lewin on the side for a, a report on Sean Estes. Yeah, I'm like, I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I like I like Josh. I love Josh. Josh I just didn't know he was around in the year two thousand. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty wild. I don't. I didn't realize he's, he's been, around been around this long. That's just crazy. And then he was a uh, he was he was a Rangers Texas Rangers announcer for a little bit before coming to the Mets. Yep. Um, and has been the, doing yep. the Padres. Uh, not the Padres. The Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Um. He he's got all the famous LT calls for the Chargers. Yep, he does. He does and the Red does. Sox now too. He, he does like he does Red Do- Red Sox like. I think he went from us to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he does like half the series when he's not doing Charger games. Um. Well, that's what he did with us too. He worked five six days or five days with us, and then went and did the right. Charger game in September, yep. um, in October. Um, but I think their radio booth rotates more, so he does like I don't know. A couple series a month or something. I don't know. It's like it's not like every day in the, except football season. It's like more scattered. Okay. 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 Um. All right. Anything else, boys? No. Just have a good week. Hopefully, everybody stays healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Happy birthday, Vin. Of course, can't Happy forget. Birthday, Happy birthday, Vin. Birthday to Vin. Um. Yeah. Also, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, they'll actually be in agreement. That they'll play baseball, not just, you know, rumors of them playing baseball like there always is. Like, I'm at the point where I got to I gotta see it to believe it. Uh-huh. So we got to wait till July 1st. <laughs> right. Like. Well, yeah, we have to wait till 5 p.m. Tuesday as well. To oh, right, right, right. Well, to they, can, they, so can, can... they can sign it and then never show and then just not show up. And then just be like, haha, we'll do. Here's now you're in trouble. Let's just get it figured out. I need something to watch. Yep. I said that earlier. I'm like, I don't care if there's no fans in the in the stands when it comes to football. Just give me something to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I agree with that with football. All right. All right. With that being said, good night. Good night, guys.